It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone after the New York Knicks defeat the Utah Jazz 117-115. Fun finish. Story of the night is the return of Rudy Gobert. 23 points tonight along with 14 rebounds, three block shots. It was great to see Rudy out there, and he was terrific in 30 minutes. He really was kind of surprised at his stamina because he did extend himself and, and ran up and down the floor very, very well. Um, you know, defensively, I thought he did a great job there as well. So hopefully things start to pick up defensively for this team as we go forward. Jazz defense tonight was awful. Their defensive rating tonight turned out to be 114.4, which is not good. Uh, at one point, it was at 120. The Jazz shut them down. But the Knicks, just to put this in perspective, the Knicks' offensive rating on the season is 107. So if you were an average defense, you would allow 107. The Jazz are supposed to be better than average, so you'd like us to be at about 102, 103, maybe 100 if you're going to win. And the Jazz instead allowed at 114, right? So that I mean you were... Seven points worse than an average defense against the Knicks. That's that's not good. Well, they haven't had a lot of time to work on defense, you know, after getting the word that Rudy was going to play. But uh, I think for the most part, everyone knew, you know, what to do because, you know, from when Rudy was healthy, uh, it still have to execute it. The timing has to be has to be there, and you know, with moving Derek back to the, the forward position. Maybe that has something to do with it, but the defense is definitely going to have to get better to win. The signature kind of of Jeff Hornacek's coaching over the years has been he finds a play or a mismatch and then goes at it. And we saw it in in the third quarter. They ran Courtney Lee off a low kind of pin down into a dribble handoff and sometimes not off a pin down, just into a dribble handoff from the far corner around the, and he scored 13 points in that third quarter and changed the game. Yeah, he got he, he was able to and, and the fact that it was such it was so low when he turned the corner he was already 15 feet away from the basket and and that made a huge difference. And then when the Jazz uh, decided to blow it up, he knocked down a three. But the big the, the big thing for them was the fact that he uh, Courtney Lee was able to get at that three-point line. I mean, I'm sorry, at the free-throw line and he just had a great quarter, 13 points in that third period, and then Hardaway picks things up from that from the rest of the per- third quarter to make things work. The uh, and late in the game, they put Rudy Gobert in pick and roll time and time again. Yeah, you, you can understand that. You know, I think the Jazz would love to love to have um, um, Porzingis also in, in the pick and roll. You know, and so you, you try to take advantage of that, knowing that there's certain weaknesses on the floor that you have, you have to. I won't call that a weakness, but you, you call it um, an advantage that you would have. You try to take advantage of it. So uh, just like the Jazz would like to put Brzingis in the pick and roll, they wanted Rudy in there as well. So much of our focus has been on Donovan Mitchell night in and night out. Tonight, not a great night. 7 of 21 from the field, 3 of 11 from 3. And the first question I think it's going to be asked is, did having Favors and Gobert back on the floor with Donovan disrupt his spacing, his ability to get places? Remember, he wasn't playing. He didn't shoot very well at the start of the year when they, before Gobert got hurt. I, our, kind of my feeling on that is that he just wasn't playing well yet, hadn't quite figured this out. But do you have any feeling that there's a, he doesn't have as much space in this lineup as he had before? You know, I don't know. I'm going to have to watch another game or two to see if, if there's, there is such a thing. Could have been the defense of 
of the New York Knicks, uh, the way they were um, covering him and, and, and trying to cover Rudy there as well. So it, it, that might have something to do with it. We'll get a chance to watch that on the plane going to Atlanta. We're you know. watching the movie about the downhill ski racing. We are? Uh-huh. All right, we can watch this. <laughs> we probably should watch we the can Hawks. We watch both. Are you kidding? It's, it's a, a four-hour flight. flight. Yeah. We probably should watch the Hawks. We haven't yeah. seen that. I don't have any idea who plays the Hawks. Right. Um, Ricky Ruby had a terrific night tonight. 17 points, five rebounds, five assists. Quincy Lewis, former jazz man, was on the broadcast with us. It was really interesting talking about Rubio with legs and without legs. I had not heard that before. I had not heard it, and I was very surprised to hear that as well. Um, a lot of players play well after one or two days rest. Uh, but I don't know. I just, again, it just caught me by surprise hearing something like that, that you usually have that with you know some big men, that, but not from a guard. Not, no. Well, it's interesting and a little surprising. Tonight didn't really match what Quincy was saying as he played the night before, but it's worth something to keep an eye on. Tim Hardaway had 31 points tonight for the Knicks in just 27 minutes back in the starting lineup for them. The story of the night, the Jazz defense does not hold up, and they fall 117-115. Before the game, there was one other storyline, Ron. The Jazz changed their starting lineup tonight. They start Ricky Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, Rodney Hood with Derek Favors and Rudy Gobert. Your thoughts on how that lineup worked? Well, I, I thought, you know, as far as scoring, it was necessary to, to make sure that you had some scoring early in the ballgame, especially with Rudy and Derek Favors on the floor there at, at the same time. Uh, a little surprised that uh, Rodney Hood didn't close the basketball game. I don't know if the uh, if numbers say something different, but um, I don't know. I, I think the Jazz are going to stick with that lineup to see if, if it works. I mean, they have to give it a shot anyway. Rubio, only thought I have on closing lineup tonight, and I don't know because I haven't heard from Quinn. The only thought is, one, Rubio's playing very well. Mm-hmm. Two, Tim Hardaway had 31 points in 27 minutes. I don't know who he had them on. Yeah. Joe Ingles did not start, was playing well, and there might have been a feeling, I just took you out of the starting lineup, but I'm going to show you that you're still important to us. I'm going to close. And on most nights, he's going to close with Donovan and Rodney, but tonight he closed with Donovan and Ricky instead. I, I, there might have been a confluence of events, one of which was that on the night in which you took Joe Ingles out of the starting lineup, you'd kind of pre-decide you were going to close with him. So it could have been any of those three things. One, Rubio playing well. Two, whoever was guarding Hardaway was not doing a very good job in those 27 minutes. And three, uh, that Joe Ingles really er, you know, has earned the right to be a part of that, and they wanted to keep him engaged. Let's go with all three, especially the first two. Uh, and, and I say that because... You know, look what Jeff Hornacek did with with uh, Trey Burke, playing well, getting the job done out there on the floor, and, and maybe they really wanted to look at him and and and, and um, you know a lot of minutes and, and give him a chance to prove himself. But Jared Jack didn't get off the off, off the bench late in the ball game. One other, I'd go back and look at, and I, I don't remember. There was a key play in the game where where Hardaway beat somebody on the left side for a slam dunk. He just one on one straight line beat somebody defensively. I don't know who was on that assignment, but that one might be worth going back to look at at some point in time. Congratulations to Trey Burke, back in the NBA after being out of the league. Got a chance to close tonight and was really very solid. So really cool to see that Trey gets that. Had a nice conversation before the game. I think he's got his life in order. I think he is beginning to understand what's more important and what's less important, and hopefully this leads to uh, some success for him. So great to see. That wraps us up. The Jazz fall their third straight home loss in games that we frankly thought that they might win. The Pelicans, the uh, Pacers. Pacers, who are good, but have lost their other two games on that road trip, and the Knicks. 
So things looking fairly poor in regards to the playoff picture at this point. That wraps us up on Postcast on Lockdown Jazz on the Jazz on the Lockdown Podcast Radio Network. Hi guys, this is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.